I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution and happy February. I am Lucas Mack, and it's such a pleasure having you join. Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has um, given me answers to the question of um, what do you guys want to hear? What can I teach on more? And it's really beautiful because, you know, with my background, in religion and seeking truth through all these different variants and, and denominational doctrines and religious dogmas. I have done a lot of study, a lot of research. I mean, I spent decades studying and, and uh, the library is full and I've always wondered how, like, why did I go through all that? What, what was the purpose? How is all this going to be used in the future? I had no idea. I just knew I needed to seek truth. Like, why are there more than 400 Bible versions in the English language? How could anyone like consider something infallible if there's variants and variables and different words and who wrote it and who was on the translation boards and what was the purpose and yada, yada. And it's cool because all this is coming to fruition where thankfully you, um, and thank you to my, my dear sisters and uh, one brother who asked questions of what you want to hear. And I'm going to go through a couple of them this morning. Um, my ser- my dear sister, Corrine, or Korean. Actually, I don't know. I've never asked how you uh, pronounce your name, but she said, I feel there's a lot of crazy energies going around the negative entities infiltrating our bodies when we don't even realize it. I would love for you to talk a little more on how we can shield up with the armor of God, how we can get back up when we get knocked down, how sometimes our tools don't help us. And we simply have to rest and ride the waves talking about tangible daily, weekly practices and things we can do to, um, we can do sober to stay in our bodies and navigate these crazy times. That thing you said one time in a podcast really stuck out to me. And I've been thinking on it a lot lately. When you are in you, there's no room for anything else. Holding our sovereignty to prevent infiltration. I would love your tips, hacks to bring yourself back in your heart from up in your head and she goes on and, and uh, we'll get to some more stuff. It's interesting. I have been very clear on staying in love. And I use the word God. I love God. That's my journey. That's my expression. And in no way, shape or form, do you need to take that language? I love what uh, Reverend Tracy Clark says, the God of your understanding, because isn't that the truth? 
Um, one of my favorite books is called Encounters by Rabbi um, Kaplan. Where is that book? Encounters. Oh, yeah. Um, Encounters by Rabbi Kaplan. Anyway, he said, it is right to say to the atheist, the same God you don't believe in, I don't believe in either. <laughs> and I find that so beautiful because none of us, whether you say, I don't believe in God. Well, the God that you don't believe in is not God. Neither is the God in the form that has been sold to us. So you can agree with the atheist. Yeah, I don't believe in that God either because God is far beyond our concept of our mind that our thoughts can't even, uh, even grasp it, which is why surrender becomes so important because <clears throat> without surrender, without surrender, we are constantly in this dog paddling <laughs> to stay afloat, to figure things out. And it's exhausting and we become exhausted. And when we are not <clears throat> present in our own mind, body, soul, spirit, heart, when we're not clear inside of us, when our channels are not clear, when our um, chakras are not aligned, <clears throat> it physically takes a toll on us. We become tired. We become exhausted. We sometimes lose our way. So when I talk about staying in love, I really mean to walk in the presence of God. Now, like I just said, not the God of religion, not the God of our understanding it to be beyond that, beyond your confines of of attempts to navigate the waters, I guess is the best way, like beyond dog paddling or trying to stay afloat, like surrendering in that water and allowing love to take you up and out of that water. Why this is so important. And, and, and I had a dear brother say this on Friday. He said, you know, to counter what Lucas was saying or to differ or something, we were doing uh, something on Clubhouse. He said, you have to balance the darkness and the light. Now, I do not ascribe to this teaching. This teaching has been around for a very long time, and I believe it is a deep state narrative, a cabal narrative to tell humanity to accept darkness and light as they coexist. I've been in so many conversations, discussions, a little bit of arguments with people throughout the years. I say that is not universally true because where darkness is, we know it is a truth that light is not present. But the moment you shine a light, that darkness goes away. So it's not that I am not acknowledging darkness because I am, in fact, my own journey, I've had to go into the depths of darkness where there is not even a light. The depths of darkness and realize that I am the light. And until I understood in the darkness that I am the light, I couldn't from within, from my own power, from our own power, from our own being and awareness, shine the light. And you know, 
practically how you shine the light. There's many ways, but practically a powerful step, which most people are unable to. And I was for so long unable to fully express the light is through the throat chakra, which is why so many people are blocked up in their throat chakra. They cannot speak. They seize to express. So when I say shine the light, it's to speak in your power. It's to speak forcibly. It's to speak in sovereignty. I've said this before. Sovereignty is saying when you say yes, it is yes. And when you say no, it is no. That goes with other humans. That also goes with other entities in the spiritual realm. This is what it means to shine your light, to speak forth the light. So, which, so healing is such an important part of being the light because it brings back all your power within you, which my dear sister said when she heard me say, when you are in you, it leaves room for nothing else. Healing brings back the fullness of you inside you. Why would we need to heal our emotional bodies and heal our souls and heal our spirit and heal our hearts and heal our minds? Why? Because when you as a soul do not feel safe to come back into your body, you have left fragments outside of you. Think of this. If you go back to being a little child, and I'm a big man. I'm 6'3", low over 6'3", 235 pound. I'm a big guy. I, some people think I'm small when I sit here. People can't tell, but I'm a big man, okay? Now, go back as a little child and see me. And if I got aggressive as a parent to you and, and went to threaten or intimidate you, scream or yell, throw something or strike, where does your... Where does your soul go? Go? Does it stay in your body? And like, yeah, bring it. Or do we leave? We leave. Every that's how. That's why trauma has been introduced into the world. Because when you traumatize children, the soul separates a little bit more, and negative energies, negative spirits, demons, whatever you want to call them, dark energies that are that because light has created a gap because your soul is light. It's of the breath of God. God is love. God is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. So your soul is light. It is a, it's ash. It's the fire. It's the fire of God. It's the fire of Hashem. Your soul within you illuminates and just glows and burns brightly. But when you leave your body at any time throughout birth to now, you have created a set, a gap where light is not present. Guess what's present when light is not present? Darkness. And where do these dark forces exist? In darkness. So, I hope you're tracking with me. I hope this is making sense. So, when you separated from your body, you created, because you, and this is not bad. This is actually good because you preserved your soul because we actually have, our higher self wisdom to know 
how to protect and preserve. Now, when we leave our bodies, and I don't mean fully leave, I mean just like snap and we'll never come back as fully until we reclaim the sovereignty of our being. And this is where ego is built. Ego is built in that moment, in those moments of separation to protect from the external forces that keep making your soul or creating the environment for your soul to leave your body, which then allows darkness to reside. Even though you are light, you have not fully stepped back in as into your kingdom, which is your body, which is your temple. There's dark energies that can infiltrate. Your ego is protecting you from the external physical realm. Your soul has been preserved, but now you are living in this temple with duality, with love and fear, light and darkness. And so in order for us to come back into the fullness of our bodies, of ourselves, we must heal, truly heal, not throw this word out. as like, we got to heal. Healing is stop looking at everyone else. Stop worrying about other people. Stop being your brother's keeper, or your sister's keeper, but going within and looking at every single painful moment, scary moment, traumatizing moment, hurtful moment, whether it was trauma introduced or an absence of love where you longed for love, where your soul leapt forward or back. Either way, it created gap within you. And this is why we do not compare traumas because me being violated and, and beaten uh, horribly as a child, my I jumped out. But some people who weren't ever physically intimidated and, and or, or grew up in this quote unquote perfect family, but maybe it was more stoic and not showing emotion than that little child had a had like all children have a desire to be loved and known, leapt forward to seek that love, which always kept in a um, subservient role, also creates darkness, also creates pain. So healing is coming back to that most painful moments and memories of your life in your mind, getting clear, whether you do it in meditation, whether you do it in the woods, whether you do it in group session, whether you do it with a coach, whether you do it in emotional intelligence training, it's going back to those darkest, most hurtful memories. And then what? Speaking. Because this is how our very, first ability to be the light gets removed. When we were too afraid to speak or we couldn't speak back because if we spoke back, it would only have been 10 times worse. So we didn't have the power to speak then, but we do now. Also, why does God, the infinite loving 
one creator allow in this density, this exchange of energies to happen? Because once you go through trauma of any form, whether you weren't loved and held enough or you were violated and beaten, trauma of any form, and trauma is only defined by you in your life and not one person will escape this life without trauma. Once that separation happens, we're allowed to go through this so that when we heal, when we come back to that moment of reclaiming our power when we had none, by speaking and literally picture fire coming out of your mouth or light coming out of your mouth and blowing the darkness away, literally eviscerating the darkness. When we come back to that, that's the only way we can fully be grateful and have gratitude and humility for the gift that we actually are and to not to take it for granted, but really cherish our beingness and our body. So to heal is to come back to those dark places, back to those dark moments and speak. And I don't care how ugly it has to be. You fucking say what you want to say, what you need to say, what you needed to say then, what you haven't said yet until the moment you do this until now, because you're still allowing other people's narratives of your life to tell you what's good or bad, what's right or wrong, what's true or lies. Oh, what will people think of me? Am I a good person? If I say, fucking say it, be the light, be the hero of your own story, liberate your own soul. Religion has said, an external force is coming to save me just as the external force made me need saving. And it's created by the same spell over humanity. The truth is the kingdom of God is within you. You are the light. You are the salt. Be the light. Speak. The very first thing that God does in Genesis It speaks you, my dear friend, when you come from the darkness, Genesis two to Genesis one, three, God said, let there be light. And there was light. You do the same thing. When you go into darkness, you speak, let there be light and you, you let it rip. This is healing. This is driving all those legal authorities of darkness, which have resided for very long time and have felt cozy and comfortable inside your temple. You say, get out. And here are some legal words that you can say. To remove any legal claim. So you can say, I renounce any and all teachings that do not align to the love of the most high God. I renounce any and all teachings that do not align to the light of the most high God. 
I renounce any and all false light. I renounce any and all false teachings, false doctrines. I renounce them. So you have uttered out of your mouth a detachment from things that you have accepted, which is where the darkness exists. You've renounced it. You've detached from holding on to that. And then say, I, in my sovereign authority, command all darkness to leave all energies that do not belong for my highest good, my highest benefit, according to the infinite love of God, I command you to leave. And I invite the love of God in me. I invite more love, more light, more love, more light to fill me, to fill, fill my very being, my very temple to, to the top of my head to my fingertips, down to my very toes. Salvation means to walk in the love of God, to be in the love of God, to exist in the love of God. That's what salvation means, to be in the presence of love. Salvation is the English word for Yeshua. Yeshua's purpose was to teach how we Walk in the divine love and light of the one infinite creator. And it's to take authority to reclaim. It's to reclaim authority in your own life and be the light and to speak truth, to speak love and to speak light. So renounce any and all Energies, darkness, anything that doesn't exist or does not belong to exist in your temple, also to speak. And I mean speak. And what happens when you start to peel back layers is you're going to cry. You're going to have a lot of emotion. You might be angry. You might be scared. You might be sad. But when Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, how does our body um, express salt? In our tears and our sweat, and then in our urine. Salt is a conduit of electricity. Salt connects us back to God. We are salt. So when you have those tears, you are you are coming back and connecting connecting to the very presence of God when you take authority, when you're doing this work in, in sovereignty. Many people are, are, are crying because they're still in the wound, which is fine if that's where you are. But when you do this work and go back to the darkness and start to speak, start to express and go through the whole cycle of emotion, anger, guilt, you know, sadness, all these things, you come back to this place the, the tears are so precious. Crying. That's why I wrote the song, uh, cry again, let it out and let love in. So cry again, let it out and let love in. Crying is a beautiful thing because it's what connects us back to that divine, soft presence of God. And also, the Bible says that God collects every single one of our tears. This is a beautiful picture that, that your tears are not wasted. 
why bring that up a layers when you deal with that it's like an onion when you cut an onion it brings tears so there's many layers you get to that core you can do the same for yourself so so practically coming back into your body removing darkness walking in the love and light of god now love is not a feeling this is also a very important truth love is not a feeling Love can make you feel, but love is not a feeling. Love is the actual force that allows all things to exist by. Love is the very ether, it is the very fabric. It is beyond time, it is beyond space. It is beyond even the quantum field. Love allows the quantum field to exist. Love is everywhere at all times, like the oxygen that we breathe in and express carbon dioxide out. We can breathe in love and express fear. So love is not a feeling. Love is the actual premise of power. So I want you to think about, are you walking in love? Not feeling, but a knowing. I am walking in love. So we don't get caught up in this duality any longer. Because what I getting back to what my friend was saying, you got to exist with darkness. No, you go into the darkness and you realize you're the light and you speak and you drive the darkness out. And when darkness presents itself from an um, perimeter aspect, you see it that wait, am I shining my light as brightly? Have I set a perimeter of light? And you can say whatever you want. I set a perimeter of light right now of five mile radius around me right now. And so it is because I said it and I am the creator of my own existence. And what I say becomes reality. So that, let me make sure Oh, and how we can shield up with the armor of God. So it says in Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, Paul says, having done all to stand, having done all to stand, put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation. So your mind being covered, salvation, in the absolute pure love of God. So why it's so important to meditate, read the book, Untethered Soul, to be aware of you are not your thoughts. You're the one aware of your thoughts. And when you can get to that separation and knowingness of who you actually be in the I am versus all the swirling thoughts, that's the first step to taking authority. That's the first step to hmm, knowing that you are in the presence of God the presence of love, the presence of the very power that keeps us here. Helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is not about sinning or not sinning in the form of what religion has told us to control us. Righteousness means right standing. What is the right being defined as? The right being defined as is standing in the love 
of God. When you are walking in righteousness, it means to walk in the presence of love, to walk in the presence of light. And when people come, your old relations, maybe that you've been friends with for so long and they speak negative or they're speaking in this 3D tone or polarity or duality or all these things, you get to create barriers or um, boundaries or space to say, this isn't this isn't walking in love. I choose to be in solitude in this time and space of my beingness here on earth more than I choose to take my breastplate of righteousness off and engage in all this duality and this polarity. Because what does the breastplate protect? First of all, some of the armor went up and around the throat chakra. So they protected their neck. The breastplate also covers the heart. And Solomon said, protect your heart, guard your heart for out of it comes the issues of life. So guard your heart, which is also why it's important to be careful what you watch and listen, because your eyes and your ears are the floodgates to your heart. Everything we see, everything we hear goes directly to our heart, which then Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, meaning what you have in here comes out. So when people say, oh, I didn't mean to say that, they actually are saying, I wish I would not have said that. But regardless, it's an acknowledgement of it exists in your heart. So the breastplate of righteousness covers your heart. So you again, breastplate of righteousness to stand in the presence of God, walk in the presence of love. This is why it's so important. Look, the greatest lie that's ever been told is there is no God. There is a one infinite creator who is love and light and who is of the, I mean, no mind can even fathom that God exists and all these lower forms and dualities and judgments and angers and wrath and, and all this other garbage that has kept us in this hamster wheel, 3d performance and slavery. That's all garbage. It is your and I's sovereign right to, under the law of free will, come back inside of us, do the healing work, acknowledge that we are light, to walk back into that unbelievable forgiveness and love and mercy and grace and truth that does not belong. Those words and those concepts do not belong to the 3D experience. They do not belong to religion. Those words do not belong to your church, your pastor, your imam, your rabbi, your guru. They belong to you and you alone in relationship to the most high. So the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. So faith, faith is um, there's a, there's a great definition in the Bible. Let me see. Uh, what is faith? Faith says, um, let's see here. Stay with me. Stay with me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So the Bible says faith is 
the substance. So it is a, a tangible, measurable thing. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. So your faith is actually something. Now, the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. And what did Jesus constantly say to them? O ye of little faith, ye be in plural, you. Thou, thine, thy, singular. Ye, plural. All of you of little faith. Well, it is our job to increase our faith. Well, what is it? It's the things hope for. Well, what do you hope for? I talk about this when I coach my clients and, and, and if you're listening, you know this. The world says your experience will touch your heart. Your heart hopefully will get some hope so that you can have a vision someday for where you should be. But the Bible says that where there is a lack of vision, the people perish. And Solomon also said, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And sick heart leads to death, a dying experience, a dying culture. Now, the wages of sin is death. What you are given in return for your actions, the wages of missing the mark is death. But what's the wages of righteousness? It's life. So when we walk in the presence of love and light, we are actually choosing to live and living is reclaiming our sovereignty and our soul's purpose in our body. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. So no vision, no hope, no hope, sick heart, sick heart, dead culture, dead experience, dead everything. So we have to get a vision again. The vision is to walk in the presence of God. The vision is don't worry about what the material world, how much money you have and house and cars and all these things that can be burnt away in a fire. What cannot be burnt away in a fire is your soul and walking in the presence of God. You are fire. God is fire. He's a consuming fire. So your purest truth is that when you connect back to the love and light, you're actually walking back in the fire and the emanation of that fire because you are a reflection back to that. So you have that vision, which gives you hope. Hope for what? Hope that these things will come to be, that you can continually walk in the presence of God. Hope leads to a healthy heart. Remember, the breastplate of righteousness guards your heart. So the more faith you have, the healthier your heart is. The healthier your heart is, Guard your heart for out of it comes the issues of life. The healthier your heart is, the more life you can experience and exude and share with this world and share with one another and share your gifts, your treasures, your beautiful journey, your story, your perspective on this human experience. You can share that with me with us. So faith is something to be increased. Faith then is a derivative of vision and many people's vision is very small. And we've been told that vision is to accumulate materialism in the 3D. That's not vision. Vision is I can walk in the presence of God. Whoa. And in that vision, I can see perfectly clear. 
Ah, so vision leads to hope. Hope leads to healthy heart. Healthy heart leads to life. So the shield of faith is tied to your vision of you are going to walk the presence of God. So the shield of faith, the King James Bible says your loins girt about with truth and the belt of truth. Well, what does truth protect? Truth protects your sexual reproductive area. Truth also makes us free. What is the Bible's first book? Genesis, the genetic codes, your genes, your DNA. Truth protects your DNA. Truth. So your loins, your belt of truth protects you. And what does your loin, what is your sexual reproduction area meant to do? physically is to bring forth life. And we know if you've watched out of the shadows, if you watched anything of truth regarding the 3d polarity of this existence that we are leaving Hollywood media, education, pharma, everything is geared to disrupting and violating are true what truth is meant to protect which is our genetic code our ability to bring forth more life so truth preserves you truth protects you truth keeps you in right standing and i want to say this because i was violated And it took a very long time. It wasn't until I've, I mentioned on the darkness that I went in, in, in October this past year where I didn't know I was going to come back. All this is a process. It doesn't, don't get discouraged if it, you don't snap your fingers. When I talk about these things, I'm doing this every single day. This is a choice of my life. And there's layers and sometimes you can get to it consciously. Sometimes that's why plant medicine has been so helpful because it's removed the ego and I could actually sit with these things in safety and let my, let the subconscious come up. And sometimes it's going to take someone to say something to you to trigger something you didn't know you had left in you. And it comes out either way, give yourself grace because it takes time. The belt of truth, it takes time. This is the most vulnerable area. This is why now they're anal swabbing. Why? First, they shot the temperature at your third eye to, to knock out your pineal gland. So you have no connection to God, no connection to source, no ability to download, get downloads, to communicate clearly, to walk in prayer, to live in prayer, to breathe in prayer, to be in constant communication. So they're knocking that out. They've knocked it out for, for centuries. But your rectum, it's the base of the spine that goes all the way up. And they're messing with that too. Truth protects you from all these things. Do you see the war that is taking place? The deep state hates humanity. That is the truth. They hate humanity. Why? Because they don't serve the most high God. They serve the darkness. Now, the Most High allows this darkness to exist so that when we wake up to we are the light, we can choose and 
That's what's happening in the great awakening. We're all choosing and all waking up to light and darkness is leaving. However, this is why it's existed for so long. The spells and the incantations of media and the constant repeating of words over and over and over where people just accept these as truths where you don't know what these people do. This is the asinine thing about media. Someone who came from the newsroom was a TV reporter, producer. I've done a lot. I know a lot of people. I've had people on the podcast. You don't know what they do right when they get off the air. You don't know what they're browsing. You know what they think about. You don't know what they talk about. You don't know where they went to school, what their grades were, how good a journalist were they. They were just really good at speaking on camera. And you've taken what they say to you in this, in this black box of manipulation over and over and over. And it's addicting. And you come back to it and put you in a spell where you believe what they're saying more than you believe your own conscious eyes. And we're leaving that, but that's what's been happening. So the belt of truth, truth protects your sexual reproduction area and truth makes us free. So when you walk in truth and you seek truth, seek and you shall find, knock the door, be open, asking shall be given to you for everyone that seeketh, findeth, asketh, receiveth, knocketh, and the door shall, which means never closed, forever, always open. Every time you knock, the door shall be open for you. So it's our turn. It's our time to seek these things out. And the last and lastly of the armor is the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. <laughs> your, your boots, your ability to be swift and quick, to move, to be agile, to be sovereign, to live the fullness of the law of free will is to move when you choose to move. Feet shod, covered, protected, your feet with the preparation. So you've prepared, you're doing the work. This is work. Healing is work. Going in and being the light and the darkness is work. What I've talked about even through this whole podcast takes work. It takes time. It is a practice. It is your vision of what you can be in life to walk in the fullness of all this. And it takes work. Preparation of the gospel of peace. The word gospel means good news, but interesting gospel. It's a spell. The gospel, the spell of peace, the gospel of peace. It's the God spell. It is a spell is alchemizing and bringing forth something. Now, when we do the work and heal, we are breaking all the dark spells. And actually that gospel piece breaks the spell. It's the good news that you can be free. You can be sovereign and peace. Peace is the prize, my friends. Peace is the prize to be at peace. Finally, when I don't have any more shame or I haven't had any shame or anything. I mean, I love me for the very first time. Like I like me. I like me and I'm not beating myself up for how I look or how I don't look, or it's just, I'm not, I'm not even fixing my hair as much. I just being and I'm sharing and it's okay. Peace is the prize, my friends. And we can stand in peace. We can walk in peace.
Because when you walk in love and you walk in light, that's how peace exists. So I reject or I, <laughs> I move aside the narrative where darkness and light coexist. And I say, no, because that doesn't bring peace. That's constantly in a buffeting up against. And I say, no, I set radius of light around me and I walk in the fullness of this light and I walk in the fullness of love. And I am so grateful to be healed and freed and that I'm here and that I'm the hero of my own story. And you get to be the hero of your story, brother and sister. So I think this is a good place to stop. This has been a lot of information. And I, I, my desire is that this blesses you, that you actually do the work and liberate yourself. And if you need support, reach out to me. I'm happy, happy to support. I want to see every single human being healed and walk in the presence and the fullness of love, walk in the presence and fullness of light, walk in the presence and fullness of peace. And it's possible when we choose to do it. Brothers and sisters, thank you so much for listening. I am Lucas Mack. I will continue. If you have other things you want me to talk about or teach on, and I'll go, there's a lot more things that my dear sister Corrine um, sent me. So I will go into those as well on another podcast, probably tomorrow. Uh, but send me what you want me to teach on or talk about. Happy to go through it. Um, and I just bless you all. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. And I just send you infinite love and light right now. Release fear, receive love, and everything's going to be okay. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <laughs>